0: Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson and Morgan Seeds? Hello, welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening, brought to you by Thompson and Morgan. Well, we're looking at vegetables and we're looking at flowers as suddenly summer's here. Mind that next downpour. Ken Crowther has gone undercover with Michael Perry.
1: Michael and myself are walking around the uh, tunnel here. Well, tunnels and glass Mm -hmm. houses. And and of course, at Thomson Morgan, you ship all your plants out from here now don't you?
2: We do and we've got a lot more garden ready sized plants as well so we'll send those to you at the right time for planting after all risk of frost and big enough to plant straight outdoors. So it's not, I've, I think sometimes people think we only sell those very small microscopic plug plants but no, it's don't not the case anymore. No, not the case, those, there's some great examples yeah. of garden ready material. Real. What you got here. Mm. Are these some patians? Yeah, this is your some patians, which is the super busy Lizzie. And this gives you plants that are three times the size, flowers that are three times the size, they're even three times the thickness. And they haven't got a susceptibility to downy mildew. So they're completely safe to grow in the UK. Now, I've grown
1: these. I grew mm. them last year and I mm. planted them um, as I would a normal sort of bedding plant. Mm. And they
2: outgrew themselves. They'd, I mean, they're uh, just massive, they're monsters, they? are monsters. They really are. I mean, these are from a breeding company in Japan. And they once released a press release that kind of stated that some Patians could help to reduce global warming because they were such great ground cover and they'd cool the ground. But, you know, we love PR stories, but that felt like a bit too, a bit of a step but too far. seriously, I mean, they'll
1: grow like eight inches across, won't they? And about nine inches, oh, 10 inches high. more than that, if you start
2: them early, you're gonna get plants that are kind of a foot two, two, two feet across, two yeah. feet up, yeah. They really massive. do fill the border. And lots of color. Exactly, and I love landscape style bedding, which is where you're growing bigger varieties of bedding plants that are going to cover the ground. They're going to stop the weeds coming through. They're going to mulch the ground naturally. People grow far too many of these really small soldier bedding plants and they no. make life difficult themselves. They've got to kind of get a hoe, kind of weed around. them. It's so much effort. So we've got still petunias around, haven't we, as well? Yeah, we have. We've got one just here, which is called Indian summer. And you won't see it at the moment, but these blooms are actually colour-changing through the season. So you're kind of going from orange to apricot to lovely butter yellow as well. And you'll notice it's slightly different, it's very different genetics in here. And they're hybridised with Coa, which is the Million Bells-style yeah. petunia. And when you've got that marriage you've actually got slightly smaller petunia flowers which means they're more weather resistant because they're not big and floppy but you've also got slightly less sticky stems as well so Aren't it's easier no, to deadhead them you can't, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. there's nothing on there so real benefit with that plant color changing to Indian summer and that's been very popular over two seasons now I don't like the next one
1: <laughs> I don't like it but uh, it. I, <laughs> can I describe it? now <laughs> to me it's a lovely rich purple petunia
2: mm. that looks like someone's thrown
1: up uh, on it. White
3: white
2: or white paint <laughs> all over it.
0: Oh, come on.
2: Well like I said to you may not like this petunia, but it's it's a petunia that divides opinion and it gets people talking and also people that are not interested in plants and gardening are buying this petunia. It's really got the wow fact to do it, it's already won a couple of awards in Europe. It was a finalist in Chelsea Plant of the Year down to the final 20 out of thousands of new plants that are introduced every year and it's petunia night sky and you can see every single bloom is different, it changes with the temperature as well, it's an upright petunia so it's not one that's going to be too messy in the border so very tidy and more importantly with petunia it's weather resistant too. And you actually picked up on the point
1: that said you either like it or you hate it. And, of course, the hmm. thing that I said but was, what do it? I do? I said, I hate it. You've given it two minutes of air time. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've come down and we've got, we got lots of... Actually, Petunias really what have come it? on of late. Oh, haven't they? Oh, so much This one, I like this Petunias. one. Now, this is... How do I describe that? It's sort of coppery underneath and a copper mm, colour coming through with... I colour. think, yeah. Brûlée. Yeah, and
2: this one's blackcurrant. Sunday and uh, these are the crazy tuning series and these are breeding from Germany and basically they let the breeder off the leash they said to him you can go and breed whatever you want and he mixed up a whole load of genetics different colours the rule book was torn up as it were and the results are amazing you've got about 20 different varieties in that series a lot of other breeders are now copying that genetics as well and when people start to copy you know it's a good thing so and our, um, the other thing I was going to say,
1: our, our begonias. I mean, we had the year of the begonia. Was it mm. last year or the year before now? Oh, probably forgetting. the year before. But the year
2: I was... before. Are they still as popular? Yeah, I was talking to a retailer at Chelsea um, the other week, and basically he said begonias are walking out of the door. They're, there's been a lot of promo on them. They're very weather-resistant as well. We have very unreliable un- weather, don't yeah, we? we do indeed. The plants are succulent. They're strong. They're almost like plastic. they will grow in shade as well as sun, which is useful for a bedding plant. And there's a lot of new varieties that are perhaps a bit less kind of chintzy and they're more contemporary. You've got varieties such as Cocoa Enchantment, which has got lovely bronze foliage, uh, almost like single, very elegant flowers as well. So begonia is no longer that big blousy in your face flower that we've come to know. Which is what people were put off with. Exactly, but the begonia world has changed immensely. Just like the petunia world that we were talking exactly. about earlier. Yeah, you yeah. See, it's, yeah. it's all about. What about chrysanthemum world? It hasn't quite changed now, yet. Now, hang on. <laughs> it has.
1: It has. Mm. Because if you go back far enough, it was mm. the big bloom mm-hmm.
2: that you got around Christmas time. Okay, spray yeah, chrysanthemum in autumn. But now we use it much more through the year, don't we? we? Do. Well, this actually you can see here is the Mystic series. And that is... Uh, like a showmaker style chrysanthemum so that is one of those ball shaped chrysanthemums that you can grow in a patio pot you only need to pinch it a couple of times and it gives you hundreds of flowers in this lovely almost beach ball shape and size as well so yeah okay chrysanthemums yeah I would Forgotten that there was innovation. You forgot, you see, innovation within the chrysanthemums. There was um, another of of the finalists was a chrysanthemum called Princess Charlotte, which is actually green and pink, which is quite an unusual colour for a chrysanthemum. So I think a lot of that breeding is going to change things. Just sometimes the difficulty is some of the nicer varieties are only cut flower forms; they need to be grown indoors. So what we really need is a good outdoor unique chrysanthemum, and hopefully in the future we'll have those.
0: Michael Perry and Ken Crowther talking flowers and finishing there with the And More on flowers from Michael a little later, but let's turn our eyes now to the vegetable patch. And Ken Crowther has been speaking to Colin Randall from Thompson & Morgan.
1: Our vegetable expert at T&M. Now, Colin, um, tomatoes? This month can go out, can't they? But yeah. people get them out too early, usually, don't they?
3: Well, very often it's uh, get out of, out of May into June, and you think, oh, summer's coming. And it's not quite there. Not is quite it? there. Certainly, one in this part of East Anglia last last June, it was uh, cold winds every day. It was almost getting the I don't know, so wrapping the tomatoes and that we'd put out. They were struggling a bit. When we're going to leave it, um, well, we've left sort of uh, an extra few days uh, this time, uh, and hopefully do June, throughout, and then everything'll be fine.
1: So it should sort itself out.
3: Yeah, the tomatoes did last year. They looked unhappy, and then oh, burst into life, That's and we cool. had wonderful uh, results. So we we'll keep our fingers trial. crossed as usual. Yeah, we? and the blight kept off for a look. oh we had some good blight trial last year and we're doing them again this year
1: and that's always interesting because that's the only way that we develop new varieties that will be blight resistant isn't yeah, it? yeah
3: we need to see them over two or three seasons and get feedback from elsewhere who've, who've got some of the plants around other parts of the country especially on the new newly breeding material and now, there's some um, good developments in that and of course in potatoes as in well potatoes.
1: now talking potatoes um, if you've got them growing outside a lot of earthing up to keep doing because that that does make it worthwhile, doesn't it? If you're growing them on ridges,
3: yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, it goes uh, and and makes your uh, cultivation easier as well. But uh, yeah, if you can earth up, just keep doing it. You can cover the leaves over; they'll they'll, 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 they'll poke on through. They? Yeah, yes. And
1: now, what else should we be? putting out at the moment you know getting it out in the garden I mean a bit more sowing to keep uh, the crops coming
3: yeah yeah, keep on sowing there your summer veggies little and often few lettuce radish spring onions keep them early carrots yeah do those all through certainly to the end of July and into August with some of them and French beans runner beans you keep those going can't you yeah French beans August sowing in French beans now because we're getting the, the moulder and the, I know the day's drawing as autumn approaches. But, but still producing perhaps, beans? Yeah, definitely. Now, what about runner beans?
1: When's the latest you reckon it's worth doing
3: a last sowing of runner? Well, certainly yours this uh, tend could you get to away? find... Oh, definitely. Yeah, into July uh, you can still do... The white flower ones tend to do better for the uh, the later sowings. Start I often use the red ones to start the season. Good old Scarlet Emperor, good old gutsy thing. And uh, for the earlier runner beans, but the but most of the runner bean varieties do prefer the the cooler nights, and uh, and as autumn approaches, they they sort of just prolifically pod, and the white one, white flowered ones are. What's your favourite,
1: for that. Uh, Colin, on a white?
3: On the on the whites, well Moonlight sort of in recent years has, uh, has done extremely well, it's a good tasty pod because it's stringless, self setting as well. Was oh, there one it? called Lady dye as
1: well at one time? Or something? Yeah it's still Lady Dye. it's sort of an old red
3: flowered one though. Oh that's a red, that's I a thought a red. that was a white and uh, I've got my
1: colours oh, mumble there I can, haven't
3: I? It's, a, uh, it's still a cracking variety from Caw. Oh, um, it's a long time ago isn't it? That's uh, well over 30 years ago. <laughs>
1: So what we're saying is whites, and I think not enough people sow an extra row of runners because they, and the, the reds will be sort of tailing off as they get into the autumn, aren't they?
3: Well, they can do. Certainly the whites I've found perf- like the autumn weather more than the reds and you can get a crop right through to the, the heaviest till frost, the frost and knock them out.
1: Yeah. So that's a pretty good thing to do. Oh, now, How about your winter greens and things? Are, are we sowing or are we planting out those now?
3: Well, it's because uh, well, you know in, well into June. It's uh, you can get those uh, depending on when you start them off in your seed bed or in your modules to get uh, nice transplants. Uh, depending on when you want to harvest your your crop, really, you got to just keep an eye on the varieties and what we say on the seed packets or at the garden centre. If you want a real winter cabbage. Uh, for, for your Christmas lunch and into the new year, you have to
1: start it now, really. Well, don't you?
3: you don't you don't want to plant it out um, till the end of June, mm-hmm. uh, into July. Some of us old boys uh, like uh, early July it. planting to sort of get those winter veggies. Otherwise, it can they, they can bolt, come in a bit too done, early. They or
1: well, they bolt, don't yeah, they? they can through do. too much heat in the summer. Yeah,
3: some of the varieties are um, less adapted to the conditions than others.
1: So really, there's just plenty to
3: get on no, with loads to do Ken. never a dull moment loads
0: to do don't make me panic Colin uh, the weather around the country has been a bit strange in East Anglia at home of Thompson and Morgan and the southeast wind and rain to start June off with in Scotland and the west beautiful that's just the way it goes let's go back to the flowers again and speak to Michael Perry of Thompson and Morgan
2: how important are climbers still Oh, very important. I mean, if you've got an ugly shed or fence at home, you're going to want to cover it. And it's kind of, it's not always that easy to have taller border plants that are going to do that. And they're certainly not going to do that all year. So I would always recommend a range of climbers in my own garden. I've got climbers up either side of the garden or not just climbers, but wall shrubs as well, such as garrier. So cover those ugly walls and fences. And you know the
1: other thing you can do with them? Mm. Trail them down
2: not of many people do yeah. that yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. plant at the yeah. top of a wall yeah. and let them
1: trail down mm. and they do just mm. as good a job mm.
2: so what what you got special you so got... well over here is a chocolate and they are often overlooked i mean the tide course, has changed per- a bit over I the can last few it. years it might but smell the perfume it's almost i always call it a more kind of classy choice of a jasmine because <laughs> it is, it's it? similar to jasmine in the bloom you've got similar lovely potent fragrance but you've also got glossy evergreen foliage that turns a lovely red color in the autumn as well This is a new variety called Star of Toscana. We've also got Pink Showers, which is a pink Tracula spermum. So that is incredible. Also known as the Tuscan Jasmine or the Star Jasmine. But that is really one to look out for in the garden centre and a much, much more classy choice than Jasmine. And you've got
1: one here with a bit of variegation.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is just uh, basically variegatum, so very different. It's slightly um, slower growing, so perhaps better for a smaller garden. A lot of those
1: are, Mm. aren't they, variegated plants? Yeah,
2: because they've got less kind of chlorophyll, They've got less energy within the plant. But you've obviously got star jasmine to choose from. Uh, what else do we have? Clematis. A lot has changed in Clematis over the years. You've got varieties that are easier to grow, easier to prune, less less wilt-prone as well. So Very important. Even Chelsea Plant of the Year was a Clematis a variety called Amber, which is a double-flowered alpina variety. You've got a lot of lovely doubles as well. We've got a really cool one coming up next spring, actually, which I can't tell you too much about. But it's almost... Um, it's a Florida type, so it's that very easy to grow, yep. compact variety that's good for small gardens, but also patio pots. But in a brand new colour and a double as well. And those double-flowered ones, excellent pom-poms. But they almost um, have slightly single blooms later in the season. You get doubles and singles at the same time, and there's just so much oh, interest from those. It's a great mix. Even isn't it? cut them for indoors. Cut the strands and put them in a vase. Something people don't do very often as well. We're very innovative, aren't we?
1: (laughs) You are indeed. (laughs) So look out for climbers and buy something different is what you're saying. Absolutely. So many to choose from.
0: Buy something different, but don't forget to take five minutes to sit down in the beauty of your garden, relax and just look at the fruits of your labour. Well, we've been speaking to Michael Perry and Colin Randall from Thompson & Morgan here on World Radio Gardening. Thank you for listening. Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson & Morgan Seeds? And visit our website regularly for the next update from World Radio Gardening.